Welcome to the Energy Upgrade Podcast. Hey, I'm Vanessa, and I'm obsessed with all things health, energy, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and living my best life. I'm here to give you actionable steps in reclaiming your energy and reconnecting with your power. I'm a certified integrated health practitioner and kinesiologist. I spent the past decade with a focus on skin health and age prevention while co-founding a network of medical aesthetic clinics on the west coast of Canada. After healing myself from burnout, mold, heavy metal, and all the things, I'm back to my passion for health optimization, and I'm lucky enough to coach high-achieving women just like you in finding their energy and life force back transforming their life so they can step into the highest version of themselves has energized me and inspired me to bring to life this podcast. Here, I'll talk about detox, lifestyle, mindset, supplements, breathwork, parasites, (laughs) and everything in between. I know you're so busy, so I keep it under 30 minutes. Thank you for being here. Cozy up and let's get started. Your energy is your life force. You want to be able to magnetize your wildest dreams. A liver detox is the fastest way to start healing. You can and you will. Well, hello, beautiful and powerful women. Welcome back to the Energy Upgrade. It's Vanessa. And today I have a show I know you're going to like because today I'm addressing the coffee question. Oh, the coffee question. Can I still have coffee? Please don't take coffee away from me, right? I know that's what you're saying. And good news. I don't want to take it away because I love coffee. Coffee is amazing. But one thing I realized is that coffee, the way you drink coffee can really be optimized And it can have a huge impact on your hormones. And I don't want you to make the same mistake I did. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this topic early on in the season. I wanted to make sure that we addressed a very, very important topic. Because coffee, if you're a high achieving woman, is probably your lifeline. And it can continue to be. But there's three things. I want to bring to your attention. There's three tips I want to offer you. Small, small tweaks that I really think can make a huge difference. And so let's talk about, let's talk about your current morning routine. Um, let's try to paint a picture. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to to um talk about how your morning looks like. And hopefully. It, well, it might resonate or it might not, but let's see. So let's say you wake up in the morning and you go straight to your coffee machine. You're not even thinking about it. It's like, it's completely automated. You go to your coffee machine, you start sipping on your black coffee or whatever you put in it. You check your phone, try to get the kids ready. It's There's like just this underlying chaos from the morning, right? We're trying to rush the kids out the door, prepare lunches. You're trying to get ready, ready in time for your first meeting. It's, it's not a relaxing environment, right? I don't know about you, but that's how it is in my household. Like mornings, just no matter how we slice it, no matter how we approach it, they're, they're chaotic, they're stressful. And so how, what is 
coffee going to do in a situation like this? So let's kind of debunk that. And so what coffee does in this situation is it's basically just adding more stress. So we already have a stressful state in the morning. And when we add coffee to it, coffee is a stressor by def definition. It's actually why we have it, right? Because we think it's going to give us more energy. But in a case like this, your body is already in a fight or flight mode. So your, your sympathetic nervous system is highly activated. It's on overdrive. And so when we give it coffee, we just amplify that. And let's talk about the impact of coffee on cortisol. So if you're having coffee first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, in the morning, your natural cortisol production will start rising about an hour before you wake up. That's also when your melatonin production slows down. Your melatonin is your sleep hormone and your cortisol is, is basically your up and go hormone. So it naturally will go up and sort of peak around like 9 a.m., just to make sure you're, you're bright, like you're wide awake. What coffee does is it's going to increase that curve, that curve, that natural curve. And while we may think that, okay, well, that's good because I need more up and go. I need more energy. We don't need more cortisol production. It's like, it's like, don't throw more at me. I'm already full. And, and cortisol we often not don't hear about this, but cortisol and progesterone, like in the hormone pathway, are, are sort of like sharing the same bucket of energy, if you will. So if you utilize more cortisol than you need, you're going to have less progesterone available for you. And progesterone is such an important hormone. It's really important for your cycle. It's, imp it's really important if you're trying to get pregnant or keep your babies. It's 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 a vital hormone it's going to help you with deep sleep restorative sleep it's going to help with your mood and so we're always fighting between cortisol and progesterone and the key is to have balance but when we're asking more for more cortisol so when we're increasing that curve of cortisol with coffee what we're doing is we're we're as a result stealing from our progesterone right so we don't want that and so we there are ways, and, and I want to share three tips that you can continue to have your morning cup of joe without it competing with for your hormones and without it having this big impact where it's actually at the end of the day, we might not realize it, but it actually is a contributor to feeling low energy. It's actually leaving us more drained when we have that cup of coffee in the morning. And it might sound counterintuitive for you to hear this right now, but let me just debunk it and, and see how it feels. Again, as usual, take what resonates with you and leave the rest, right? I'm not here to tell you exactly what to do, but simply offer you advice. I was on the bulletproof coffee train for two years. I did it all. I tested it. So I was having bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning, and I was doing this crazy intermittent fasting every single day, 16 to 18 hours. And then the bulletproof coffee I thought was, you know, my breakfast. And that's really until I hit a wall that that really contributed to me feeling burnt out. And I didn't know I thought I was doing the right thing, right? I was doing the trendy thing. But once I got certified as a health coach, it became very clearly apparent that that was one of the reasons why my rain barrel filled up so quickly. 
And so I don't want you to have to do the same mistake that I did. Coffee is not a nourishing or nurturing food. It is a stressor. However, it does have high levels of antioxidants. It is something that can be beneficial for your body, but it just needs to be done the right way. So let's just dive there. Three things, three tips that if you are able to apply in your morning routine, you're actually going to see that your coffee cup is going to give you more energy and it's actually not going to leave you drain and asking for more. And that's also like just a side note, moderation with coffee matters, right? One cup of coffee is really what you should aim to have in the day. The rest of your liquid consumption should really come from filtered water, two to three liters a day. And if you do that, you'll see that you'll have sustained energy throughout the day. Okay, first step, timing matters. Timing of when you have your coffee in the morning matters. And so you guessed it, having coffee on an empty stomach, first thing when you wake up, when you're already stressed, is not a good idea. So what we want to do is when we wake up in the morning, we're at our most dehydrated state because we haven't had water throughout the night. And our body has been working super hard at detoxing in the middle of the night. So when we wake up, we have to flush toxins out. And so what we have to do is rehydrate. Number one priority. So we don't want to amplify our dehydration by adding coffee right away. We actually want to have water, a tall glass of water, please, when you wake up. And bonus points, if you add a pinch of sea salt to support your adrenals and your cortisol and a squeeze of lemon to kickstart your digestion. So start your morning with that. Then we want to tell our body that we're not in famine, especially if you're a woman, a high achieving woman with this kind of busy, busy morning. It's really important to calm the sympathetic nervous system and to reassure our body that everything is okay. We're not under attack. There's no lion chasing us. It's all good. We are going to nourish our body and everything is going to be okay. And so I recommend normally having a smoothie and I'll do a separate show on the smoothie because um, I want to make sure you, you, uh, you understand the reason behind that. But anyway, you want to have some sort of nourishment and coffee is not nourishment. What the nourishment will do is it's going to calm the body. The body is going to understand that, okay, I have all the micronutrients, all the vitamins and minerals I need to sustain my energy and survive. And so I can relax. And when the body does that also, interestingly enough, it's actually going to perform better and you have less chances of gaining weight because it's not going to start retaining fat thinking that it's in famine mode. So you're, so it's, it's interesting because often we think that if we skip breakfast or if we do this intermittent fasting, we have less calories coming in, we're going to lose weight. When in fact, for women in particular, it's the opposite that happens. Um, and, and little caveat, you won't see that right away, but it's after like six months of doing this intermittent fasting every single day and utilizing coffee for that, that you'll start noticing the side effects. So keep that in mind. After you've nourished your body, then you can have your cup of coffee. And normally by that time, it's about 9, 10 a.m. That is your sweet spot 
for that cup of coffee. I always say between 10 and noon, that is the sweet window. And that's going to give you the energy you want to get your day started. It's not going to steal your morning energy because you've already rehydrated your body. You've nourished it. So your nervous system is not on edge. And so that cup of coffee is not going to have that same impact on your cortisol. It just, it's, it's just not going to have that. It's not going to be like the oil that you put on the fire. Um, so timing matters. I hope that it makes sense for you. So again, try to have it before noon and after you've nourished your body. Keep in mind that it takes on average for most women, eight to 12 hours to process the caffeine in a single cup of coffee. So that's why you have to stop. You cannot have coffee past noon because it might still be in your system by 10 p.m. at night. And it might be the reason why you're not able to fall asleep or why you're having disrupted sleep. So timing matters. Okay, second tip, quality matters. We know that coffee is one of the things that has the highest level of both pesticides because it's heavily sprayed and mold in the way it's processed, the way it's stored. And so if we, those are like that, that those two things can really create a massive disruption in your body. So if we're having this super high concentrated coffee that has concentrated mold and pesticides, well, you bet you it's not going to make you feel good. And so if you're feeling like jitters, if you're having palpitations, if you're feeling this like yucky, anxious feeling after having a cup of coffee, well, it's a sign that perhaps the quality of your coffee is not the best. And if you already have a full rain barrel, like we talked about, if you already have symptoms of low energy or that your, your rain barrel is full, your toxic load is high, well, adding more toxicity is actually just going to amplify your symptoms. You're not going to feel good at all. And so if that's your case, there are two brands that I know do a really good job at testing for toxins, mycotoxins, mold, um, as well as pesticides. And it's Kion, K-I-O-N, and Bulletproof. And so if you've followed me for a while, um, you know that I only use Bulletproof coffee. To me, it's I do not have jitters. I feel really good when I have that cup of coffee between 10 and noon. And so for me, it works really well. So I would recommend those two brands. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Those are the only ones that will even disclose their labs. And so you have to look for that. So quality matters. Also, I want to have um, add a little side note about decaf coffee, because maybe you're thinking, well, I'll just have decaf. Decaf can be worse in terms of toxicity because often to remove the caffeine from the grains, it's got to be um, basically processed with chemicals. And so you have this concentrated cup of harsh chemicals that were used to remove the caffeine. You have the mold, you have the pesticides. Decaf coffee can actually leave you feeling worst. 
Again, these two brands, Bulletproof and Kion, have a, a specific process to remove caffeine from the grains. And they do, they do it without chemicals. So it's really important that you look when you buy decaf, that you read about the process that was used to remove the caffeine. Okay. So a little caveat about decaf. The last thing is stop treating coffee as an automated action. A lot of us just go to the coffee machine without even thinking. It's just like some of us, the coffee machine is even pre-programmed to start itself every morning. While this might look like you're saving time, what it's doing is you're not even taking the time to enjoy it. And that's why you're often going to be okay with having two, three, four, five cups because you're not even thinking about it. So I want you to become aware of your coffee consumption. I want you to ask yourself, do I have time to actually enjoy this cup of coffee? If no, because I'm rushing into a meeting or I need to go pick up the kids or whatever it is, then I'm going to wait another 30 minutes so that I can actually enjoy it and maybe do it while I'm doing something that I love, like journaling or maybe some a creative project. When you start looking or considering your coffee as a treat, it's really interesting how there's this whole mindset shift and where you see that coffee can really offer you the benefits that it should. You know, we can really become more conscious and aware of the impact it has on us, and we can utilize it really when you need it. For me, I won't have coffee every day. I'm able to stop, like when I detox um, every season, I have absolutely no problem removing caffeine. Like I'm not addicted to it. I really use it as a treat. Like sometimes I'll be, um, let's say I'm recording a few shows like this, like, okay, I'll have a double espresso because I want to be sharp. And we know that caffeine can do that really increase focus and concentration. I time it right. I enjoy it. And I, I do it with a lot of intention and that changes everything. And so it's really just to reevaluate your relationship with coffee. We don't want it to be your lifeline. We don't want you to have to depend on something that is external to you to have a good day, right? Sometimes we'll be like, oh, I couldn't get my coffee. My day is like off to such a, a bad start. No, we don't want that. You're stronger than that. You do have that energy, that power within you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you have coffee or not. Coffee is there, in my opinion, to just amplify your aptitudes and maybe your feeling of well-being, your feeling of focus and concentration, but it should not be your lifeline. So those are my three tips. Timing matters, quality matters, and reevaluating your relationship and the mindset around your coffee. If you do these three things, and I hear this from my clients all the time, having one cup of coffee during the day, even if you had six before, is actually going to be is going to feel really, really good. And often my clients will be like, wow, like I, I don't feel like I need more. I, I'm, I'm super happy and content after that cup. And I feel like I have sustained energy throughout the day. My sleep is better. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this today, because this simple shift of not having it first thing in the morning has a huge ripple effect on how the rest of your day will unfold, including how your night will go. So I hope this was helpful. 
as always, if you felt like you've learned something, feel free to share it with any friends or, or on your favorite social media platform. Because I think that especially women, especially high achieving women, busy women, leaders, people that are dream crashers, we, there's this trend that coffee needs to be part of us and coffee is what fuels us. And I think that if we want to heal, protect our hormones, if we want to feel better as we age, I think we really do need to address the coffee. It's sort of the elephant in the room. So don't fall for the trends. Find a morning routine that works for you. Make sure you time it right and notice the difference. And in fact, if you're, if you're wanting to share, go in the comments. Let me know. Did you try it? Did it make a difference for you? You'll feel the difference without a couple of days. So I'd love to know. I'd love to know how it was for you. Again, feel free to share this episode. If you liked it, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm always, always so grateful to read your comments. And it means the world to me that you're here coming back week after week. I hope you learned something and that you're going to be able to apply this so you can reclaim your energy and feel your best. See you soon. Hey, you. Are we pen pals yet? If not, visit my website at vanessagrutman.com and be sure to sign up to my newsletter to be the first to know about my latest tips, favorite products for the family, blog and podcast release. There's a reason why you landed here. Join my community and let's stay connected. The information shared on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't provide any medical advice. Vanessa Grutman does not cure, diagnose, or treat disease. Please consult your physician before trying any new protocol or product.